looking at your bank account, looking at your house, how clean it is, looking at your job, looking at your body. This is all an outcome of your past decisions. It is the discipline of doing doing it consistently that matters even more sometimes than how much you accomplish. Welcome to the VR Coalition podcast. After traveling the globe for over 30 years doing Catholic ministry, I discovered that Catholic men and women are craving direction, a genuine sense of purpose. We wanted to help. If you're a Catholic looking for inspiration, direction, a sense of belonging, and want to discuss daily life, chasing dreams, working hard, and even the hard topics like loss, failure, despair, the signs of the times, then you're in the right place. Each week, we discuss real life as Catholic men and women. The Be Ready Coalition helps you be ready spiritually, mentally, and physically for whatever life may throw your way. Whether you are already a prayer warrior, or maybe you are a new convert to the faith, or maybe you are a lifelong Catholic looking to achieve your goals in your spiritual and personal life, this podcast will give you a deep sense of direction and the next best steps that you can take to live the life of peace, purpose, and prosperity our Lord wants for you. We are your hosts, father and son, Jordan and Doug Berry, and it's great to have you join us today. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about why so many people have a hard time following through with their commitments, the correct mindset when committing to things, and solid steps that you can take right now to not only follow through with your commitments and achieve your goals, but find purpose through it all. So let's start uh, this podcast like we should start all things with prayer. So, Dad. You betcha. Thank you, son. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We turn everything over to the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, conqueror of hell, pray pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good to be here with you, son. Good to be here. This is exciting. This is our first podcast. First podcast together. For BR Coalition. This is new for you. It's very new for me. Because you're not in front of the camera. No, this is a new... New year. <laughs> People ask me a lot about, you know, I do a lot of work with my, with my, I've done a lot of work with my kids over the years in different things. And you and I have been working together forever in different ways. Uh, EWTN's TV show, Battle Ready. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of videos, just an enormous number of videos we've done now. And then Be Our Coalition, Be Ready Coalition. Right. And, um, you know, about two and a half years now on that. And and then you came to me with this idea, hey, yeah. dad, let's do a podcast, you and I together. and. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. You, you're going to be in front of the camera this time? So this is what what, what makes you want to as, do this? As long as I'm not looking at the lens, it's, it's fine. Okay. For some reason, the glass, <laughs> glass throws me off. So, Well, I know today's uh, the topic we wanted to get at with this first one is just following through with commitment and really getting things done. And we talk mm-hmm. about this kind of stuff all the time because we, we're doing, you know, Be Our Coalition and, and Battle Ready TV show and all. But you've got some good stats, I know, and some good, uh, you know, Forbes, I think. Was it Forbes you got to? Yeah, well, so for... Since we're coming out of January here already, right? It, months flew by, but uh, it did. A very popular <clears throat> thing, uh, especially kicking off the new year, is New Year's resolutions. So, according to Forbes, there's research indicating that 80% of people ditched their New Year's resolutions by February already. <laughs> so, and I know that you've brought up in the past BRC Lives on the membership yeah. and also in some YouTube videos, uh, you talked about New Year's resolutions. So, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on? On resolutions, I mean, the resolution idea is good. Um, I, it, people like to link it to January first. It's a new year. You know, we're flipping the calendar. It's time to just start doing things differently. And I think that's good. You know, it's a benchmark. It's a starting point. So it's good to have that. 
You can do monthly resolutions. You can do weekly resolutions. Every time you walk out of the confessional, there's a resolution to not have to go back in for the same sins right. and so forth. Mm-hmm. So the idea of resolution is important. Everybody needs that. And I think a lot of the reasons that people will abandon their resolution is, is uh, well, there's a number of reasons we'll get into. But one of the main reasons is, uh, you know, you can set something so high, so unattainable uh, that it just, it's going to fall to the cracks. Mm-hmm. You've got to know yourself. You've got to be aware of who you are, where you are. You've got to have that, that knowledge of yourself, where my strengths and weaknesses are, what I really can and can't accomplish. If I wake up in the morning and say, New Year's resolution, I'm going to go run five miles. But I've never really run around the block very much. I'm, I'm not going to get that accomplished very well. It's probably not going to happen. You've got to start slow. And you got to start in a way that is going to build so that you can accomplish the end game, the end goal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say this when I ran the Pikes Peak Marathon, speaking of running, and it was about 30 years ago, someday, God willing, I'll run it again, or at least <laughs> walk it quickly. But it literally is up Pikes Peak Mountain. It's about 14,110 feet, if I remember right. And it's all on a trail, almost all of it. The very beginning of it is in Manitou Springs, a suburb of Colorado Springs, so you're on street pavement and then boom, you hit bar trail and it funnels in and everybody's, you know, bottlenecked and then they start stretching out and there's checkpoints along the way. There are no roads to get you out of there. So when you sign the waiver, you're basically saying, you know, if something seriously happens to me, it may result in death because you could fall <laughs> off the edge of the mountain. You could, you know, get hurt and then they have to airlift you out. I mean, there's a number of things to yeah. consider. But when I ran this, I, and I'm not a runner, by the way, everybody. I am not a runner. I've run two marathons in my life, one on flat surface in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then Pikes Peak. But when I ran it, I knew if I was going to accomplish the goal, this was my resolution, I'm going to run Pikes Peak Mountain. 26 miles, 26.2 miles. If I'm going to do it, there's a couple of things I have to remember. Number one, I'm on that trail and I'm looking at every single step that I'm taking. Each step is important. Now, you have to watch each step because you're on a trail, you can step on a rock, you can step on a on a root, you know, that's sticking out of the ground near a tree. You can you can kick a boulder. There could be uh, an animal that runs past you. I mean, it's right. a number of things. Right. The second thing you have to look at is you got to look at the top of the mountain. If you don't look at where you're where you're going, what you're aiming for, then you lose sight of the end goal, the goal, the game, the end game, the, that long that long stretch, that reach you're, you're aiming for. But you got to look at each individual step along the way. And I think that a lot of the reasons that people will, will abandon their resolutions is sometimes they lose sight of each little step that has to be taken along the way. And each of those little steps becomes 13 miles up and 13 back right. down to accomplish the goal. And we'll get into that later, but the little steps really aren't that little if they make up the entire thing. Exactly. The small things aren't small. Exactly. But, um, so yeah, getting, getting into kind of transitioning from the new year's resolution into just commitment in general because mm-hmm. that's kind of the root of it is people struggling with their commitments um one of the biggest things that you know i know i struggle with just as much if not more than more than the next guy is once you have committed to something and you actually start doing the required actions to accomplish the goal you start to talk yourself out of what you're doing you start making excuses for yourself yeah or you start uh, thinking of reasons, your, your brain just like even if you get have to get up early in the morning, you start thinking of reasons of why you deserve to stay in bed or hit the snooze button yeah. two, three, four more times. You start right? to rationalize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another big thing is uh, pulling the victim card. It's hard for us to accept responsibility sometimes of the places that we were put. Yeah, you know that's big. so. What, what would you say to people who may maybe 
have a tendency to blame their situation on other people or? Well, to put it very simply, I would say it's a lazy way out because it's always easy. It's easy to blame others. Mm -hmm. And if you blame others, then you remove yourself, you remove the responsibility, the accountability from yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't times when, yes, certain things, certain circumstances can make things very, very difficult, very hard. And you can point blame and say, look, I was raised a certain way, therefore I struggle with this, that, or the other thing. So be it. Very rarely are you going to find anybody who hasn't been raised with some challenge, some struggle, some difficulty. Their parents may have been this or that or the other thing. Now, your parents obviously were perfect, so you didn't have right. that problem. <clears throat> no, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> all right, just a little joke there. But in all seriousness, there are many people that are raised in majorly dysfunctional families. So you've got alcoholism, drug abuse. You've got all kinds of serious domestic problems in the family, and that makes it very, very difficult. But how many stories do we hear of people who have been raised in certain circumstances or they've been in a lousy job situation, they got stuck in a, in a crime-ridden part of town, even if they had a good family, there was a crime-ridden part of town or whatever it is, and they found a way out. They didn't just blame others. That doesn't mean you don't acknowledge the difficulty. You've got certain things you have to wrestle with that right. may be different than others. And that's the first step is acknowledging it. Yeah, exactly. Knowing where you are. You have to. Yeah. You have to know where it is. But then the moment you just say, it's their fault, so I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Look, it, in, let's just simplify it. It's lazy. And, and I don't mean that as a negative, like an attack on somebody, but it is lazy. I've done it. We've all done it. it, it normally, it's like, oh, I just can't do it. Why? Well, because. Because of them. Because of them. It's my boss. It's those kids that bullied me at school. It's it's my upbringing with my parents. It's it's the government. It's something else other than me. But it, that's not even what scripture talks about, you know, when our Lord talks about the fact that those who persevere will find salvation. It's not those who don't have hardships, those who have problems, those who were raised, you know, in a horrible circumstance. That is not even brought up. It's our Lord saying, no matter what your circumstances, do you persevere through it? So, yeah, the victim card is, in, for many people, it can simply be a lazy way out. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean, again, and I'll just close with this thought on this, son, is it doesn't mean that it isn't accurately true that, that it makes it harder. Yeah, for sure. But it's not a reason to not persevere and not have that resolution to, and commitment to keep moving forward. So what would you say to someone who is really struggling with uh, their emotions? Like, they know what they need to do. They've say even made commitments or New Year's resolutions or, you know, not necessarily saying it has to be New Year's, but any time throughout the year, they're committing to things, but every single time their emotions gets in the way. They get tired, they feel depressed, they get anxious about it, they wonder if they're doing the right thing or they're wasting their time. How much credit do we give to our emotions? You know, the emotions are part of who we are. I know there's a strong emphasis even in the faith, in, in the Catholic faith and in spiritual direction and formation and such to, you know, keep those emotions in check. And that is true. They're, they're, they're a dangerous piece of who we are because many people will easily follow wherever their emotions take them. But emotions are part of who we are. God made us with emotions. It's part of our makeup. It's like I have hair on my head. Well, I used to have hair on my head. Okay, it's like you have hair on your head and you got you got toenails and fingernails and you got other parts of your body that's just part of who you are. God made you this way. He made you a certain height. He gave you a certain eye color. He gave you a certain, a certain structure, a certain physique in different respects. But we all have a heart and lungs and, and so forth and so forth. Well, we have emotions and they're there for a reason. 
Let's don't completely discount them or beat them up and say that they're worthless. Look, we're emotional people. And when a baby's born, when your children were born, son, you were emotional about it. When you fell in love with Haley and and got married, you were emotional about it. We Mm -hmm. were all emotional at the wedding. Every wedding of any of my kids, I've I've been emotional. I mean, there's those moments, you know? I know some people think that I have no emotions. I'm just this gruff, mean-looking guy. <laughs> but I have emotions inside, right? So emotions have their place. They've got to be kept in check. When emotions lead you, then you're 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 going to blow all over the the, the prairie like the winds. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all over the place. Right. Emotions cannot dictate, which is why God gives intellect as being more powerful than emotions. Intellect, reason, practical understanding putting things in place where they need to be, acknowledging truth. This is something that has to override the emotions so they can be kept in check. But emotions can drive us and move us if we allow them the right way. They can move us to do great things. I can be excited about something. And you know what else? If I wake up and emotionally, I don't feel good that day. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people right now. I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. I didn't feel like accomplishing. I didn't feel like even taking that first step today to do this or that then your emotions are, are, are trying to kick you around. And it's like grabbing you by the ankles like a rag doll and throwing you around the room. The emotions can do that if you let them. That, that right there, that's the moment right there. You have to, at that moment, you have to say no. No, because practically I know I've got to get this done. That's something I was talking to uh, my wife about the other day was that uh, emotions are good reference points for adjustment. Yeah, there you go. So that's great way of putting it. Not giving them so much credit that they dictate, like you said, they right. should never dictate something. But like, if you are feeling anxious or depressed day after day, you should probably pay attention to that mm-hmm. and adjust, make yeah. adjustments in your life and really f- figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And some so, of those adjustments may be even your diet, your health, right, because exactly. that can affect your emotions in a big way. Yeah. Sugar, excessive, this or that. Having a hol- holistic flavors. mindset, you know, your yeah. mind, body, soul. Yeah, but, on, I, on but you know what? I want to emphasize that's a great point you make. They help you adjust. You pay attention to them and look at them in that way. Okay, what's going on with my emotions right now? I remember, I don't know if you remember this, when, I, when we were raising you, uh, we would, um, I would tell you that, you know, don't get so happy that you, you forget know, the rules. You forget the rules and don't get so down that you also forget what is right. You know, you right. got to keep that middle line in there. And that's where emotions can go up and down like a wavelength. But that middle line right through the middle is the practicality of your reason, your ability to practically think. And I like what you said. Emotions can be great reference points so we can adjust where we need to, to be really the best version of who God wants us to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so last point on some of the reasons why people would give up on their commitments is committing to way too much. People aren't selective enough in what they should or shouldn't commit to. So that's something that I've been definitely guilty of in the past uh and still do it but you say yes because you you feel like that's being a good person yeah. just saying yes yeah uh i need to get in shape so i'm gonna run every morning i'm gonna work out every day i'm gonna get x grams of protein i'm gonna do all this stuff and by the end of the first or first week if you even make it that far <laughs> you're exhausted crashing on the pillow and you're like we just said, t- trying to talk yourself out of why you shouldn't do it next week right you right. know committing to way too much i think is a huge Huge reason why people don't um, accomplish their goals. Yeah, and you can find that also in areas like even cleaning the house. I got to get my house organized, mm-hmm. so I'm going. I'm getting after that garage right away, and that garage, a three stall garage with a lot of clutter in it, 
and you start moving stuff around and then you start thinking, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what I would do with that. You know, I'm just going to put this over here, but then you start, basically you're, you're, you're moving it to a different part, but it's still clutter and you overwhelm yourself and get tired. And, you know, now I'm just making a bigger mess and I just don't even want to do it. I don't even want to get started and it overwhelms. And, and I know we're going to get into in just a little bit what good steps are to accomplish that. So you don't get overwhelmed, but you know, if I want to, I got to take care of the yard. Well, I got a rake and I got to mow and I got to cut that tree down that, that's dead. And I got to cut these things up, these branches. And I got to, I got to, you know, clear out this, this garden. And I got, and you've got to take that incrementally, mm-hmm. but you can overwhelm yourself and then just not want to do any of it because you burn out fast. Right. Right. So you're right. Whether it's uh, getting in shape or cleaning this or organizing this, or people want to get a better prayer life but they're not in the habit of really praying consistently, faithfully. And so right, you probably shouldn't start off with not that any of these things are bad to start with, but if you're filling your day with mass, holy hour, devotions, rosary, you know, right. It's morning, noon, yeah, yeah. night, Angelus, you know, just, yeah. And this is all new to you, all brand new to you. You yeah. haven't built up any sort of routine or schedule. Right. So you're pushing things around, just trying to make it happen. You might end up either at square one or worse, you know, yeah. kind of deterred from even trying it again. Oh yeah. I think people get back on the track. I mean, during know? Lent, I've done that. And if you've done that or not, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to give up this, 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 and this. And by second, third week, you know, you're still trying to do it, but you just feel horrible for doing it. Right. Rather than starting first week, I'm going to give up this second week. I'll add a little more third week, add a little more. And then I'll increase as my Lent goes, I will increase my sacrifice or my charitable actions or my, you know, deepening a prayer, spiritual reading. I'll do a little bit more each week, add to it. And, you know, again, you're building up a certain um, capacity to be able to handle it more. Right. And if you do commit to too much too often and you find yourself giving up or quitting too early, you're building a habit of quitting. Yeah, exactly. And it's even harder. You know, (laughs) the first time you quit is always the hardest. Yeah. And then it just gets easier after that. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. So true. uh, kind of moving away from committing to too much and going into picking something small, committing to it wholeheartedly yeah. and just getting that done. So I know you use this analogy a lot in BRC and growing up, I remember this is, you know, I think you may have already mentioned this, but uh, instead of like, if your whole house is messy and you have to get started, don't start with even a room or the garage, start with a drawer, Right. you know? Want right. to speak to that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I'll, 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 before even getting into that, I'll say this to anybody out there who has fallen into that mindset that no matter what I hear, no matter what advice you give, my personality just can't do this. I'm the type of person that just isn't going to be able to accomplish this. That is absolutely 100% untrue. Everybody can improve. Everybody can, can grow in this and it, it really, one of the ways to do this, it really starts with exactly this point you just brought up. Start with something very small. There are moments in our lives, and I admit to this myself, and I'm a very self-motivated individual. I've never needed someone to come to me and say, hey, let's go work out. I've been lifting weights, working out, exercising in some capacity mm, since 12 years old. That is 46 years now. I'm 58. 46 years I've been doing something. I've probably at most gone a few weeks ever of nothing. And that's, you know, when I came down with ulcerative colitis 13 years ago and I had a couple of windows in there that were were hard. But even then I was trying to do something, even if it was stretching or something like. I'm a self-motivated person. I, I can I can walk into a house, look at the project. Okay, that's got to be done. I'm going to get it done. I, I'm good at that. 
but I still have those moments. And for people that aren't self-motivated, you may have this even more, where I sit down in that chair, my desk, my office, wherever, the living room, and I just think, okay, I just, I just don't know if I can do anything. This is what you do, everybody. You pick the smallest thing and you do that alone. That's your goal right there. And like you said, it's clean out one drawer. Don't even look at all the cabinets. Don't look at the whole closet. Look at one drawer. If it's the closet, look at one shelf, one corner of the closet. If it's the garage, you're picking one section of the wall. You're not even doing the whole wall. You're not even doing one full stall. You're just doing one section. It could be a three-foot section, a two-foot section, just a little piece of it. I'm going to go through these two boxes. I'm going to go through these three bins, clean off this one shelf. When you accomplish that one thing, there's, there's a chemical reaction. There's a mental victory. There's an emotional victory. You will see that things are better, more organized, and that alone will motivate you to want to take the next step much, much better. Mm -hmm. In addition, I wake up in the morning, I spend five minutes in prayer. Then it's 10 minutes in prayer. I'm growing from there. I want to pray the rosary every day. Ah, it's so hard to pray the rosary. I know there are people out there that say, well, then start with one decade. That's an area I have a hard time with. Just pray the whole rosary. It's 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. It's not that hard. But if you really, really struggle with it, then start with one decade. I recommend the whole rosary. However, <laughs> it's the rosary. But when it comes to your prayer life, start with something, even if you start small, but do it consistently. That's the key right there. Yeah, it is. is. That it has to be done. It, however often you said you're going to do it, it has to be done. You just got to stick that to amount. it. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's really the sticking point for most people is that right there. I just can't do it consistently, right. disciplined. If that's the case, then maybe back off even more, yeah. you know, it may seem embarrassing how little you're doing, but honestly doing that little bit every single day for however long you've committed to it yeah. is going to be way better than you doing this larger amount, but then giving up and quitting. Later. Exactly. I, I agree hundred percent. Same with exercise. There are times my workouts and I exercise five or six days a week. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Normally it's 30 to 45 minutes, uh, sometimes an hour. Um, but if I'm, if I'm dragging and I'm really had a hard day, it's long I'm mentally, emotionally, I don't want to get out there and work out. It's 11 o'clock at night. I, you know, it's chilly outside, you know, of course we're in Texas now, <laughs> not like Nebraska. Where I don't know. My blood is thin since we moved down here. <laughs> <laughs> gotten soft. It was 40 degrees the other day and I was, I was shivering outside. <laughs> I was but, wet, but you, yeah. know, you remember Nebraska though. <laughs> yeah. A lot of days in Nebraska in the cold, but, but there are times when you just, even in Nebraska where the weight room was in the basement of the JC, there were times going over there to work out. It was cold over there. So I had, a, yeah. I had a space heater down there yep. and you just had to go in there and do it. You had to flip on the heater get your 15, 20 I, minutes. I in. have a space heater in my garage right now. Yeah, there you go. Do you, I don't know if you I do, do, but okay. I got one. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Even if I don't want to do it, I do it. And I, I'll even say out loud, I've, I've got to get the mental victory. Mm -hmm. I have to get the mental victory. Like you just said, son, it is the discipline of doing, doing it consistently that matters even more sometimes than how much you accomplish. Even in your prayer life, that's something that Father Chad Ripperger on, on our another podcast I do with Father Heilman, the U.S. Grace Forces, he would say in there, and I asked him point blank, are the demons bothered by the discipline of the prayer or the prayer itself? And he said they are bothered more by the discipline than the prayer itself. Now, the prayer is important. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that they know they're dealing with an individual who's disciplined, it's like a fighter in the ring who never drops his guard. He's always got those hands up. He's so disciplined, no matter what comes at him, he's protecting his head, his computer, right? Mm -hmm. 
And that fighter is hard to beat because of the discipline. So say you take two people and they both have, they have to get from A to B and say just five miles or so. And one person starts walking and the other person just takes off sprinting. You can't sprint five miles. No. Normal average. I don't even know anybody who can sprint could. five miles. I mean, you can run five miles, but sprinting. That's a, you know. That's a tough one. So you're going to putz out. You might even have your recovery time is going to take longer. You might not even want to finish the five miles because you're just exhausted. The person who started walking is going to finish the five miles and have probably energy to keep going. Whereas the person who started sprinting is going to need to take breaks. You know, we might get up for another sprint and then have to take another break. But at the end of the five miles, he's going to be exhausted, Mm -hmm. you know. And I guess that's the point of playing the long game and uh, doing something consistently, maybe small or way slower than someone else, you know. Um, that brings another another point up, uh, playing the comparison game, not comparing yourself to other people, mm. you know, yeah, looking at someone else's personal best and then looking at yourself yeah. and thinking, oh, man, I'll never get there. You know, I don't even feel like getting out of bed in the morning right now. Well, and in so, addition to that, there are some people that will force the comparison on you because exactly. it, it's a power trip. It mm-hmm. can be a power trip, an ego thing. Yeah. So I'm a, hey, son, I'm doing this. What are you doing? Yeah, you're not really. Oh, well, see, because I this and that. That's why I will say, look, I'm a self-motivated person. I know not everybody is. I don't fault anybody for not being. Look, it's just it's how God makes us sometimes. But I'm not going to compare my five foot ten stature to the five foot three stature and say, huh, I'm a better man than you because I'm taller than you. It's like it's ridiculous. It, it it there are certain things we have control over changing, and there are certain things we don't so much, and we have to work harder at. Everybody needs to look at themselves in the mirror. They need to go to God with this, not compare themselves to others, be motivated and inspired. Not even the saints out there. There are people out there who are, oh, St. Francis this and St. Augustine this and St. Aquinas this. But God doesn't want you to be St. Aquinas or St. Augustine or St. Francis. He wants you to be St. Lawrence or St. You know, Teddy, whatever your name is. I don't mm-hmm. care. Shaniqua, whatever. You know, whoever you are out there, God wants you to be St. You. And so whatever he allows you to have in your life, the cards that you are dealt, he will work with that. So your comparison, uh, the comparison part to other people is incredibly dangerous. Be motivated and inspired. That's great. I've, I've been inspired by things that you do, son. You know, and I hope that I've been able to motivate and inspire you in certain things as well. Absolutely. And so that that's a good thing to do that for one another. But I would never compare myself to you and you shouldn't compare yourself to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just not the way. It, you're not going to get very far doing it that way. It's, it, it, you're going to beat yourself down. And you can do that a lot. You could really start criticizing yourself yeah. too much, which goes along with this part. And plays into the emotions we just talked about. Yeah, it does. Talking yeah. yourself out of things, you know, yeah. getting down on yourself. Oh, yeah. I'll never get this done. Oh, I'm just too lousy at yeah. this. Oh, I'm just... I. I stink at this. I'm no good at this. It's like, There's a great phrase that I heard. I forget who exactly said it, but instead of going about your commitments or your tasks as I'm going to prove everybody else wrong, go go about it with a mindset of I'm going to prove myself right because I know I can do this. Mm. Instead of having a chip on your shoulder through life and just looking at everything negatively, you're going through life being, you know, like God made me me. Yeah. And I'm going to do this because it's on my heart and my mind. You know, and I've taken it to prayer and I'm going to do the best that I can. Yeah. You know, that's good. While you're trying not to play the comparison game and let that get in the way yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That really is. And that's, that's a mature, that's a maturing attitude. And it takes a lot of time because it's a yeah. daily battle, honestly, to not compare. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and in, in the society we live in, it's so easy, much more so now. I mean, 
you grew up much more in that transition to social media mm-hmm. when I was your age and younger. It wasn't even around. I mean, we didn't have, you know, mobile phones. We didn't have internet, you know, uh, until Al Gore came along and gave it to us and invented it. Okay, that's a joke for those of you old enough to know about (laughs) Al Gore claiming that he invented the internet. But what we're saying here is it's harder nowadays because you can go online, you can scroll through Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you're into, and immediately start comparing yourself. Even before you get started, that comparison game can just stop you in your tracks before you even get started. (sighs) crushes so, you sometimes uh bringing it back to the small things we were talking about just a little bit earlier uh a popular phrase right now for those things is uh micro tasks mm. like cleaning the drawer yeah. not cleaning the closet just cleaning the shelf right so it's amazing the way we were created but if you decide to do something small even if you don't have the mental capacity to do something super big right now and you decide you know i'm just gonna make sure i wash my plate after supper tonight and put it away instead of leaving it on the counter mm. to collect, you know, flies or whatever, <laughs> however long you leave it out. What other insects you got? In yeah, your whatever house. insects are in your house. <laughs> but, you know, this evening you're like, okay, I'm going to eat my supper. I'm going to wash my plate. I'm going to put it away. Mm. And then you actually complete that. That in and of itself, your brain will release a drop of dopamine. Or I don't know how much it is. A drop sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll release a little bit of dopamine, which actually it acts as an antidepressant to your body, which makes you, encourages you to want to accomplish something else. So if you say, okay, I did that. So every, every night this week, I'm going to wash my dishes after dinner and put them away. And you do that for a week straight. Epinephrine or adrenaline, which is, you know, released in our body to motivate us to do larger tasks. That is actually built off of the molecule dopamine. So these small tasks release a little bit of dopamine, mm-hmm. which then is a building block for something bigger that make us that encourages us to do bigger steps. Yeah. Or take bigger steps, accomplish bigger goals. So we're literally created yeah. <laughs> to yeah. progress and, and yeah. move forward with this. Yeah. So it, it's God's way maybe of saying, not only am I gonna let you feel good, you know, because you did something nice or good or 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 ordered something in your life. I'm giving you a physical chemical reaction for doing something that exactly. that is an accomplishment and that I think orders things. Dopamine kind of gets a heart rap sometimes because uh you know I think a lot of, there's a kind of a poor light shine on dopamine. Yeah. That's more in the, the scenario where people are just doing things for the rush or right. for the dopamine. Right. This is something where, you know, the body's natural response to completing a circuit, completing a small task, mm-hmm. which then motivates you to do something else. And move forward and become a better person. That's that's the purpose of yeah. you know bringing up the dopamine and the epinephrine in this in yeah. this scenario. I mean, it's like exercise. I mean, who? I mean, you're right. I mean, people will play video games. They'll get caught up in in bad behavior, whether it's you know things like pornography or or um, you know some sort of stimuli to the brain that kicks in the dopamine. And you're right, it gets a bad rap. Right. Oh, dopamine rush. It's like, well, but there's a reason why God gave it to us. Right. It's okay. just it's just misuse of correct of the of what was, you know, originally part yeah. of the plan. Yeah, if I go exercise 15 20 minutes, that releases chemicals in the body, endorphins and so forth, and that actually improves, you know, the 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 health of the body. You know, there's something called muscle-centric health. This will be a future podcast for us maybe, but um where when you contract your muscles, there's a release of 
chemicals that feed your organs, even your brain in good ways. Mm -hmm. So God made the body to release these chemicals like dopamine. When you do things that are productive, yes, they can be abused. Anything can be abused for the most part, right? But when it comes to doing good things, like you said, cleaning your dishes, cleaning out a drawer, or organizing your desktop, and I don't mean your computer desktop, I mean your desk. When you dust your desk, face it, some of you out there right now, you got a pretty filthy top of your desk. You got papers and junk and garbage and old coffee cups sitting there. You got a coffee mug sitting in your desk, some of you right now, it hasn't been washed out in like three months. Okay, get that thing washed out. Okay. Well, when that, you, that can be your first micro task right there. There you go. Just wash your coffee wash cup. Your coffee. Not even all of them. If you have multiple, just pick one. <laughs> Watch the cup. It's a start. Complete the circuit. <laughs> Complete the circuit. Get that little dopamine shot in the brain that God created you for. Right. And build from that. And the, the, another thing too here, son, and you know, we, we talk a lot about this, is it, we, we, we benefit from others when others are living this type of life. We can then help others have better lives. You have a better life when your father, myself, lives a better ordered life. It helps you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I give my kids a lot of hope if I'm taking care of my health as I get older, that in their minds, oh, yeah, dad's taking care of himself. Hopefully we won't have to take care. That's a, of him. that's a huge thing. Yeah. Huge not, thing. That, not that you wouldn't take care of me. I know you're, you're a great son and all, all my kids have been great. But you're right. It is huge when you know that those that you love are taking the right steps to order their lives and care for themselves. We're not doing it just for ourselves. In other words, we're doing it for other people. That's another thing is that completing those small tasks those micro tasks throughout your day um gives you such a such a sense of confidence in yourself because you completed something mm -hmm. you know versus personally we moved into our house a year and a half or so ago mm -hmm. and we did a lot of renovations and you know a lot of diy projects that were just sitting around right and i wasn't doing anything because there were just so many so i was procrastinating and it was just overwhelming because you're thinking, well, I got to put the fan in. Oh, and then you look up and you see, oh, I got to paint around that first. And then I got to, where is the paint? And you're, you know, but that's what, I, that's the game I was playing. I got a paintbrush somewhere. In this right, garage. exactly. But my garage is a mess. <laughs> but my I garage is a mess. Yep. <laughs> so instead of trying to tackle all of it at once, picking one small thing yeah. gives you the confidence. If you complete it, gives you the confidence to then do the next thing, then the next thing. Yeah. And you're playing that that long game instead of saying, all right, today I'm going to do everything. And here's another habit that I've created to kind of talk about this is, you know, where from the area where we live and when I go into town, um, there is a church that we pass, you know, regularly. And I have made it a habit now pretty much every day that I go into town past this church, if I'm going that direction, I stop in and, and, and go to adoration for a little bit, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I this is this is something a resolution that I made a while back and and so for those of you out there who want to deepen your prayer life and you're thinking an hour of adoration seems like a lot then start with 2 minutes start with 5 minutes just pull in walk in kneel in the back of the church tell God you love him he knows already that you're trying but you're creating something here and you get a certain sense of accomplishment from that in the best way because it's a spiritual accomplishment and that feeds everything else in you. But it does start with just that one simple step of of just getting it started. So again, whether it's cleaning out the drawer, the adoration, the rosary, you, you got to start. So what would you what would you say to the people who are like actually really struggling with depression or being anxious and they don't have the energy to even get out of bed in the morning? Mm. And they 
you know, whether it's family members they're struggling with or they have mental health issues, di- diagnosed mental health issues themselves, you know, what encouragement would you have for those people who, um, like, what are some micro tasks that they could look into that can really help get, get the ball rolling for them? You know, the depression issue is a tough one, but there's a couple different things. The first thing that comes to mind is assess your life. Look at the things that you're doing or not doing in general. And you might have to make a list on this. If it helps to write it down, then write it down. But part of that has to be your health, your diet. I remember going to confession regularly. You remember now Monsignor Witt mm-hmm. from yep. St. Mary's back in Lincoln. He used to be Father Witt back then. Um, great priest. And every time you'd go to confession to him, the first question he would ask was, did you ever get this question? Like, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough rest? I, don't, I was just a kid, so I don't think he asked okay. me that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> your sins were probably like throwing cotton balls at him at the time. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm hitting him with other stuff, right? Yeah. But anyway, um, but he would say to me, how much sleep are you getting? He would say, you know, especially if you come in and you confess, I'm, Father, I'm discouraged. I'm overwhelmed. There are things in my life. I feel, ah, whatever it might be, maybe depression even, but he would simply say, are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Your physical makeup affects all of this. If you're in really poor shape, if you're in terrible shape, that is going to affect your emotional state a lot. Mm -hmm. People don't connect these dots, artificial colors, artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, too much processed sugar, too much processed food in general too much fast food, too much alcohol. And I don't mean even to the point of drink, of getting drunk, but people who drink to the point where they're just constantly sedating themselves. That was my dad's life, of course. But these types of things can lead to depression, discouragement. Um, they, they, can, they can cut into your, into your motivation to do anything. So number one, assess your life, assess your health, assess your relationships, assess your prayer life. If you're struggling with depression, discouragement, having a hard time getting out of bed and moving, start by assessing everything that you're doing. When you wake up in the morning in the room that you're in, is your room ordered? Can you wake up in a in a in a in a in a really filthy looking bedroom? You wake up and there's junk everywhere. That that doesn't that doesn't inspire you to get out of bed and get moving. So maybe you got to start by ordering the room. And if the whole room is overwhelming, start with the wall that you face when you get out of bed. Okay, start with that one wall. Start with the with the with the countertop in your bathroom. Start with the drawers in your bathroom. Start cleaning this little thing out. Start changing your diet a little bit. Even cut back on the sugar. Cut back on the processed food. Just like we were talking about giving our emotions too much credit, we don't give our environment in our diet enough credit i feel oh i agree i don't feel i know we don't do that yeah you know like why am i feeling so shaky and anxious today well how much caffeine did you have right today or how much alcohol did you have the day before or how much junk food did you eat the day before you know yeah. all that stuff plays a huge role yeah and you were i mean it's a huge motivation killer if you're having all that on a regular basis it yeah. does not make you want to do anything well you know? and think about you're raising kids now and i remember raising all five of my kids um, you know, what you're putting in your kids affects their behavior a lot. This is so basic. We don't give our kids caffeine. There you go. Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and your kids don't ever, I never see them bouncing off the walls. Your, your mm-hmm. kids are always, and we babysit regularly here. And I, your kids are, are, are you know, they're, they're great. They're excited. They're, they're healthy. They run. They got energy. But they're not, they're not off the wall. And I know parents would say to me, well, my kid is this and this. What am I doing? What's the diet like? 
oh, well, yeah, I can't change the diet because no, no, no. Start there. You can pray all you want. And I know good priests out there that will say more and more these days, the body has to be considered when you're dealing with spiritual problems too, because you can't separate them out. Even St. Ignatius of Antioch, I believe was the one who's, no, forgive me. It was St. Augustine, I believe. St. Augustine in the early centuries of the church who said, train the body as if it's going to live forever. In other words, take care of it like it's going to live forever because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's in Corinthians. But train the soul like it could die tomorrow. In other words, be ready to spiritually stand before God. Absolutely. But take care of your body because most of us are going to have a reasonably long life. And how we take care of that body affects everything else about us too because God has structured it that way. So if you're struggling getting out of bed in the morning, you got to assess your life. You got to assess your behavior. Now, this may also boil down to, I have a hard time with my life. I'm struggling. I'm discouraged. I'm this and that. I don't get along with people very well. Well, maybe that's partly on them, but maybe that's partly on you. I mean, wake up in the morning and resolve that you're going to speak nicely to everybody. I mean, I know mm. a story of a married couple, in fact, and they were on the rocks. They were pretty much done. And someone counseled the man, I think, and told him, every single day you see your wife, make the first word out of your mouth in the morning and the last word at the end of the day, a word of kindness kindness. Yeah. And he started to do this. He came into the kitchen. She'd be sitting there maybe, and he'd walk in. Um, good morning. Um, how did you sleep last night? With a good tone of voice, mm -hmm. not good morning. Right. How you doing? Yeah. Is that, is that all you're doing? Look, tone of voice even. If you have to wake up and start changing your tone of voice the way you talk to people. That's probably more important than even the words you say is the I tone, would, honestly. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, especially, you know, especially in marriage, you can yeah. say the right things, but if you don't say it the right way, <laughs> not even the right way, but the kind way. I don't think know? I like your tone of voice. Right. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Tone goes a long way. It really does. Yeah. You know that in raising kids now, that the way you discipline your children when you have to correct them on something, mm -hmm. if you do it with a certain look on your face and a certain tone of voice, it says sometimes more than what you're saying. Exactly. You can simply say, hey, stop doing that. And they're like, yeah, okay. Hey. And that face changes. Stop doing that. And that tone immediately takes it to another right. level. We have to realize that with everybody. So if you're having a hard time, sometimes it's, you know, I'm discouraged and I'm distressed and it could be because your interaction with other people is lousy and it, it's, it's a tough call sometimes, but you got to look in the mirror and decide, you know what, I got to start being nicer to people. It's just accepting responsibility Bingo. for your situation yeah. and who you are. That, I think that's another point. I don't have it written down, but looking at yourself in the mirror and I mean, looking at your bank account, looking at your house, how clean it is, looking at your job, looking at your body. This is all an outcome of your past decisions. Yes, that's good. So when you're making these small commitments or, or completing micro tasks or doing these micro routines we're talking about, put all this in perspective of where you, where you, where you come from, the decisions you've made to get to this point. Have they been good? Are you happy with your results? Are you happy with where you're going? Like is your trajectory where it should be? Or are you having to Look at your emotions, your feelings as reference points to adjust, you know, your trajectory. Yeah, that's There's, a great point. I, I, you can easily visualize, for example, someone's looking in the mirror and they realize that they're still about 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight. They really wanted to lose that. Yeah, so, and they, and so they what had, you're doing wasn't working. Yeah, so, you know, adjust it and, and switch it up. Now, if if you would, would have stuck to the, I'm going to cut back on one thing six months ago, that weight probably wouldn't be where it is, right? Yeah, it might not be where you wanted it to be. But it could be a lot better. 
probably would be a lot better. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, same with cleaning things up. You know, and look, we live in a house. We all know that the house is going to look lived in at times. There's no right. question. Pick up the toys at the end of the day. Clean off the kitchen counter. Just do it every day. It, it's not that complicated. I mean, I, you know, yeah, dishwasher's broken. Then do the dishes by hand, okay? I mean, get the garbage out, you know. Just rake up that piece of the art. It's doing that little bit. And then you look back six months and think, okay, if I if I would have done it that way, then, then six months down the road, these micro tasks would have accumulated to something much better. Those micro tasks compound. Right. Significantly. Because you were saying earlier when I talked about taking small steps, like the, each little step going up Pike's Peak, and you were saying that those little steps aren't little. Right. The small things aren't small. Yeah. You know, just moving forward is doing the right thing. Exactly. You know, yeah. sitting still. We talked about this in the last training video that we shot for uh, the membership. Um, you know, there's kind of three, generally speaking, there's three positions mentally that we're in. We're either on our heels, kind of in a falling backwards motion, mm -hmm. lost, confused, depressed, you name it. Then there's flat-footed, where you're kind of just paralyzed. Maybe you're in analysis paralysis. You don't know yeah. what to do when you're stagnant. You're trying to think. You're thinking too much instead of and not acting enough. You know. And then there's the forward front balls of your feet. Yeah. You're moving forward. You may not be sprinting, but you're just walking forward or even crawling forward. Yeah. But you're going forward. Yeah. You're like that runner in the starting block at a race. You're like that yeah. football player who's on the line in three points. And that's and that's or, the position God wants us in. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you don't fall back sometimes. You cry out for help. You cry out for mercy. You get the confession, you know, and you get back in. But it's the attitude that I got to get back in. Right. And I got to lean forward. A bad day isn't a, isn't a reason to quit. Right. At all. All right. Another thing is uh, being a man or woman of your word. You know, saying like <laughs> you're either a man or woman of your word or you're not. Right. People can either trust you. Or they can't. You can either trust yourself or you can't. Right. Like if you say that you're going to do something and you only do it 50% of the time, probably not very trustworthy, you know? So before you, other, you can prove your trust to other people, you have to know that you can trust yourself right. by saying, I said I was going to work out today, so I'm going to work out today. Even if it's like you said, 10 o'clock at night. If you said it, yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. You I've know? had those conversations and, with myself a lot. And I'm not saying start <laughs> off with working out at 10 o'clock at night, but say, I said I was going back to the dishes. I said I was going to wash my dishes, so I'm going to wash my dishes. I already went I already went to bed, right? And I remembered before I fell asleep, oh, I said I was going to wash the dishes. Yeah. You should get up and wash the dishes. Oh, and that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Because, you you know, uh, I'm already here. I'm already in bed. Right. I'm already in this position of whatever it is. And I don't want to have to go back out to that because that's uncomfortable. We have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. That's an old military term, yep. especially with Navy SEALs and, and such. They have that attitude. You've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to have the attitude that says, look, there are things in life that it's going to be hard. But I got to do it. And this isn't even that hard. If you're in bed and you just got to go out and straighten those dishes up like you said you would because then you're true to yourself, like you're saying. And if you can be true to yourself, it's going to be a lot easier to be true to everybody else. Exactly. And other people will start realizing that right away. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. So, And plus, if you do end up making yourself do that, you're going to be a little bit better at getting that done earlier tomorrow. Yeah. Because you're you not going to want to do that again, you know? <laughs> exactly. You'll make time for it. Right, you know? right. It's good motivation. Uh, we'll go back to, you mentioned this earlier, but praying for the strength and the courage to do these things. Yeah. If we're not hitting our knees, you know, at least once a day, right. everything that we're trying to, you know, find purpose in or be fulfilled with, it's going to fall short. It's going to fall flat. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that, that just sums it up right there. If we're not giving it over to God, we're not calling on his grace, his strength. We're not trying to offer to him the good and the bad, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're struggling with this or that, give it to God. You know, you're succeeding in this or that, give it to God. Either way, good and bad, you're giving it to God. And when you do that, it adds the depth of the purpose, the depth of the accomplishment is becomes much more meaningful. And his grace and strength is sufficient. Uh, us needing to cooperate with it is the big issue. Um, right. You're going to hit hard times. Everybody does. Even, you know, wealthy people hit hard times. When I say wealthy, I mean, you could be a millionaire and there are stories of men, women who've succeeded financially to an enormous degree, but they didn't have that spiritual success, meaning the relationship with God. And when they hit hard times, interiorly, even though they had all the money in the bank, they still collapsed and fell into something or, or, or even worse. You know, it's just, it's just age old. Whether you, you're succeeding or not, you've got to give it to God. It, right. it just is the best direction. That saying, things don't get easier you just get better. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. You get better. And you know, you can, hard times can either make you or break you. Yeah. And that's completely your decision. Right. And these are great things to write down on a sticky note and put it on your Here desk you <laughs> <laughs> or on your mirror in your bathroom or basically, you know, make a banner, you know, from a local printing shop and put, hang it in your garage. that simply says yeah. these things, you know, things don't get easier. You get better. And if you are training and taking these steps, body, mind, and soul, which is what, BR Coalition has always been about helping people train up body, mind, and soul to be better better prepared to handle whatever comes your way. You will find that your moments of depression, discouragement, your moments uh, of difficulties and challenges, they'll come. You will have them, but they will oftentimes be less impacting. You have trained yourself or you found community with other people. You've created some good battle buddy partnerships, uh, and you're able to get through these things better because everybody's going to get hit with the tough stuff in life. You're not going to escape it. That's a perfect segue to this next one. Um, knowing your weaknesses and planning ahead for them. Yeah. So if you know, you just have to get really real with yourself. You have to stop lying to yourself. You know, every day we like to lie to ourselves and make excuses. Yeah. You have to know exactly what you struggle with on a daily basis. Yeah. And then you have to plan ahead and know that I'm going to be tempted. I know I'm going to feel this way because I, I have for five, 10 years. So why should it be any different tomorrow? Somehow we like to talk ourselves out of, okay, this time it's going to be better, right? (laughs) Exactly. So plan ahead for that. Have a contingency plan so that when you're faced with this temptation or, you know, if you're on a workout routine, you know, you know, you feel exhausted later in the day. So don't work out later in the day, right? Work out earlier, make time for it. You know, maybe you have to get up a little bit earlier or don't wait to pray till the end of the day. Pray at the beginning of the day, Right. you know, start your day off with that micro routine so that you start that snowball down the hill that turns to into a giant snowball by the end of the day because you've started or the avalanche you know starts with the one the one rock or the pebble falling yeah, down the mountain right, right. no I, I mean and, and that that is something that is so absolutely essential to remember um because again th- this 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 process of training ourselves to be able to handle these things to be able to get better at these things is a lifelong journey it's a lifelong process but it is the sort of thing that is essential. And I want to re- remind people that it's not just about me and it's not just about you. You have a wife and children. I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have all kinds of family now. I got kids and in-law kids and grandkids. And, and, you know, there are people who count on us. And that should be a major motivation for why we need to be doing these things. Um, 
And again, if we just start with the, the micro piece of this, start small. It will build from there. Okay, so wrapping up here, what are what are one or two things you would tell people who are maybe they're struggling, maybe they're not struggling with, with accomplishing big things or small things? What are some micro tasks or micro routines that they can put into their day that can help get this chain reaction going right. and get them to accomplish their goals? So first and foremost, know, know this. God wants order in your life and he wants you to not be anxious about this stuff. However, that being said, we are called by God to have a actionable response to his grace. There are people who sit around and say, God's in charge, God's in charge. God is in charge of sustaining the universe and everything in it. He does not force us to do things, though. He will never infringe on our free will. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand that we have the responsibility of choosing to cooperate with his grace and then acting upon that. That will involve everything we've been talking about in this podcast. Taking the steps to assess your life. See where you need to make those adjustments. If you got to write it down, write it down. If you don't need to write it down, some people just got it in their head, then go with that. But spiritually, you've got to start improving that area. That's the first and most important piece because everything flows from a spiritual life with God. Second, on the natural level, is you've got to start cleaning things up in your life. You know, if, if you clean up things, clean. There's an old phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness. There's a reason why that phrase works because cleanliness speaks to order. It doesn't mean that people who are OCD and everything is perfectly clean or close to God, but the idea that when it's within balance and when it's in, in a um, not an eccentric way, um, then that does move you closer to God because God is about order and peace. And peace comes from order. Chaos comes from disorder. Again, number one, no, God doesn't want you to be anxious and upset and overwhelmed and depressed and discouraged. Two, assess your situation. Know it where you need to maybe make some adjustments physically, spiritually. Okay, the natural area is just as important in some ways as the spiritual. There are a lot of people out there praying like crazy and their life is a train wreck. Their health is a train wreck. That's not what God wants either. He wants you to work, you know, in, in that complete whole direction of, you know, he made me body and soul. I want to take care of myself body and soul. Spiritually, of course, is, is always the root of it all. But then the third thing is you've got to start. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming other people. Stop playing the victim. Stop talking about woe is me. None of that gets you anywhere. It's self-inflicted wound and it's also an attack from the enemy. Don't over-spiritualize this and think that the devil's doing this all the time too because sometimes we just do it to ourselves. Devil can sit back and watch us and just go, hey, you're doing fine. I don't even get involved in this. They're just self-destructing on their own. Or exactly. we're, we're doing it all to ourselves. <laughs> exactly. So I would say you've got to, again, know what God really does want for you, peace and order, doesn't want you anxious. Two, you've got to assess the situation. Three, you've got to act. Mm -hmm. You can't make excuses. Can't play the victim card. You got to start acting. And the acting begins... If you have a hard time with, with really moving forward, then start with the micro tasks, as you were saying, son. Start with the little things, but do them in a disciplined way. Do them consistently and build on them. All right. I think that wraps the whole thing up in a nutshell right there. Going to ask everybody out there, send us your comments. Uh, we'd like to know what, you, what, what you'd like to hear about. Yeah. Different Any subjects. Uh, maybe people want to know how I raised my kid and made him such an amazing son. <laughs> <laughs> 
have to ask I his wife so. if he's an amazing if he's an amazing yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get her on and talk about that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. You bet, son. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the BR Coalition Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful to you, please rate and review this podcast. It means the world to us and helps more Catholics find this content. And be sure to follow or subscribe so you don't miss any of our powerful upcoming episodes each Thursday. Lastly, check out our website at brcoalition.com for all the resources and products we create to help you transform your life. God bless and strengthen you in this fight. We'll see you next time.